isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. These guys know Kiss inside and out. They freak me out all the time. You're going to enjoy it. The episode is epic. have a great show here tonight. On tonight's show, we have an American original that's worldwide. We are celebrating the twist and 50 years of dancing apart to the beat. And we have no other than uh, New York Rocks welcome to Mr. Chubby Checker on the show here tonight. Let's give a hand for Chubby Checker. All right. And that lovely intro was from our newfound friend that we made on the Pre-Kiss Cruise in Florida. Hey, yes. New York rocks. What's up? <laughs> hey. hey. More like Sonny's best new friend. Oh, um, Sonny loves meeting people. Oh, yeah, loves meeting people. That's why he goes on these cruises so he can make friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guessed it. We're back. We made it. Uh, you know, we gave you guys a little bit of the taste while we were gone. Some photos, some stuff, some clips we put up. But you guys haven't heard all of it, and uh, we're going to get into this. And because it was a lot, we're breaking this up into two parts. Yeah, because we don't do anything short and sweet. Uh, There's just too much stuff. We got to Miami on Wednesday, and we left the boat the next Wednesday. So too much stuff, too many shows, too many concerts, too many events, too many laughs. And uh, we, we want to make sure we cover it all because uh, it's it's quite enjoyable for us. And we know it will be enjoyable for you. And so now we're at about seven o'clock Thursday on the fourth recording, which we'll edit and have for you when you're listening to this at midnight yep. on Saturday. So that's right. That's, uh, right. that's what we do. The commitment for you. The fan. The fan. Right. And yep. uh, speaking of that, we did our thing. And we jammed in and we got it done. Another episode, not just another episode, a Halloween episode somehow before we left and we programmed it and it somehow still went out correctly. Uh, usually those things are fuck ups, but it worked. And we're happy to uh, 
go back and discuss and get the feedback on last week's episode, which was the Halloween special that we did. Halloween spooktacular kiss Ugh. on mad TV. Fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we, we do the poll. So we, we started off with which of these skits was their best, which is like asking, like, who's the tallest midget in the room? Yeah, they're just who's, all, you know, who's the nicest Nazi? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so kiss action figures, prom night, kiss versus Michael Jackson or kiss with their candy. And uh, kiss versus Michael Jackson was the winner. I'm assuming this is just for the horrible cringe factor <laughs> that had 35 percent action figures at 26. I'm sorry. Prom night at 27 action figures at 26 and then kiss with their candies at uh, at 12 at the end. Um, <laughs> our buddy Nige. You're playing it fast and loose with the word best, my friends. I was going to vote for the action figures because I think it was the shortest amount of times my eyes were being tortured by the cringiest TV I've ever seen. Clark's side of the moon goes, is there an E, none of the above option? Then Gerald Rosenberg posts the gif of Richard Pryor from uh, Brewster's Millions with him saying none of the above. Uh, Harper, where's the none of the above choice? Our buddy John Rostano, also known as Mr. Antonio 2005. Yep. He posts a gif gif of Fredo. He goes, cocktail waitresses couldn't save this mad TV disaster, says Fredo. Steve, option E, none of the above. (laughs) Good luck finding any TV appearance shittier and more embarrassing than this. Moncton magic fan. I don't remember. I dropped acid and it was all a blur. That's nice. <laughs> so that's some poll comments there. So, yeah, I mean, look, the, sometimes the shittier the topic, the funnier it is. And, that, yeah. and this was definitely yeah. fun. Um, and if you weren't paying attention, the coming soon on that was a picture of the guy who plays the steward character who played one of the characters in the new Halloween kills, which was just oh, whatever. It's a whole other thing. Ken in Satan service. I'm starting to think that my favorite band has more cringeworthy moments than actual cool moments. This comment brought to you by the smooth, shitty piss taste of mellow yellow. <laughs> uh, Marie C. Funniest skits are Michael Jackson and the Charlie Brown twist. Ace popcorn ball. <laughs> I got a popcorn ball. Uh, Bill Sharp says kiss didn't perform because mad TV didn't do musical performances. All right. If that's true, then why the fuck have kiss on? Yeah, uh, Harper, again, I remember watching this and saying, what the fuck? Spoiler, it sucks just as bad now. BR says, I haven't watched in forever, but I'll always remember Peter saying something like, what the fuck does that mean to the fake Michael Jackson? Yeah, there was a lot of miss moments there, not too many hits. So that's some Twitter stuff. Over on the Book of Face, Chris Siznak over on uh, Decibel Geek wrote, watched it yesterday. Forgot how unbelievably unfunny it was. Lots of swings and misses. Can't believe Mad TV lasted so many seasons. Agreed. Michael Murphy put the uh, picture of uh, my favorite character, Gina. And you are Gina? Gina. What's up? Uh, (laughs) Maybe throw a little rouge on you. Tuck your sack back. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Wood just watched it. The whole show was a train wreck. Adam Nirenberg. Hey, guys, another great episode. I remember watching this as it aired, and he's right, and I forgot all about this. It was Kiss Night on Fox. They started by appearing in the show Millennium. 
And oh, he yes. Some, and he put some clips of the bad act of that. Well, you know, oh, part of the terrible. reason is that we want to maybe save it from possibly a future episode. Yeah. Uh, here's Ace and Pete addresses the sheriff police officer in Mad TV, the Oriental lady, dude. Nobody oh calls Nobody. people Oriental. Dude, my 78 year old mother uses that word. My, my, my old hockey coach used to use that before a game. What are you nervous about? There's a million that don't know this game is going on. <laughs> what the fuck was that racist comment? That's a good pep talk. And then in the middle of the game between us and, and Tom's town, Medford, which is the big rivalry. I yep. remember him going, oh, by the way, in the middle of like the second period, he comes in the locker room. We're at war. All right. Get out there. <laughs> like It was the fucking uh, desert storm. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you telling us that shit in the middle of the fucking... Oh, he was an old World War II guy. Fucking guy's legendary, but anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Stewart character is a child, but the size of an adult. Ironic that Jackson would be dead less than 10 years. Uh, the night closed with a few songs from the Dodger Stadium show. Yep. Thanks again. I hope you guys, the fans, enjoy the Kiss Cruise in the Fountain Colas. Mixed with other adult <laughs> beverages. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Darren Hunt. Kiss did not play any songs because it was the night of Kiss on Fox. Started with a few songs from the opening night of the Cycle Circus Tour, then Mad TV, and it seemed like Ace and Peter had bit pots on some detective show after that. I have the old evening, uh, the evening on DVD somewhere. You guys didn't mention Nicole Sullivan playing Holly on the Kings of Queens, I think for the entire series. Maybe because I never watched that show. I never watched one episode of King, whatever, whatever that fuck it's called. I know the show never watched it. Yeah, I, I don't think that's something that uh, it's quite enjoyable as you did, uh, Darren. But that doesn't mean it wasn't any good. Um, so over on Loudcasters, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. Ray Gallus says next Halloween, you should do the kiss related episodes from the sci fi series Millennium. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. People yeah. are really in tune with this. Yeah, they get us. They know what we're, how we're thinking. Uh, Matt Wallace, I absolutely love Matt TV when it was on. Stewart character is one of the best characters in comedy history. I was waiting for something dirty. It didn't come. Oh. No, it doesn't. Nope. All right. All right, Matt. I, I see you getting tamer over on YouTube. Uh, Pete Staros. Hope you guys have a great cruise. You deserve it. Best podcast ever, guys. Wow. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Pete. Yeah. Uh, Patton Diorama. Great episodes, guys. I rewatched those mad TV clips. I love Ace, but I must say he looked pretty fruity in the Michael Jackson skin. Fruity. Um, I've been listening to previous episode and I heard Zeus say Steve Petho. I didn't know Steve Cornell had been in prison for kitty porn. I don't uh, remember yeah. what was he mentioned by name in that A&E biography. He I was. Gene mentioned him once. I was like, I can't believe they threw his name out. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I nicknamed him since then, Steve Beto. Uh, yep. Mr. Antonio 2005. There you go. Uh, hey, guys. Hope you have a great Kiss Cruise. Looking forward to hearing the stories. I will be brief this week. The Mad TV Kiss Halloween Spooktacular should be named the Kiss Halloween Shittacular. It hasn't yes. aged well. Many thanks for comment of the week. Shout out. Yeah. John, be good. Tommy should never be allowed to sing any Ace Frehley pen songs. Period. Oh, boy. He gets a thumbs down from me, Tom. Look, wow. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad you're only about 100 more. 
to go to catch up to people telling me not to sing, Tom. So don't feel that bad. Okay. Uh, Marty White. I've had some trouble with Peter lately. He's lost his mind. The reports that a number of houses in my town were broken into and various toys and valuables were smashed. At each crime scene, the villain left this calling card. A pink breast cancer witness ribbon. Oh, Jesus. Oh, come on, man. I didn't think it was Peter until I heard the smashing in my house one night. I snuck up on the villain, and when I turned the light on, I gasped. It's you, shitty kitty. He leaped out the window. Kitty. (laughs) He leaped out the window, and he turned and yelled, I have a nine-inch cock, fucko. Oh, boy. Thanks uh, again, Marty. Uh, Over to you, Tom. All right. So we got one big email from our friend Wes Beach. I have to commend you guys for doing your podcast while getting ready for the Kiss Cruise. Hope you're having a deservedly great time and looking forward to all it takes tales of mischief and mayhem. As to the podcast, I can't believe you two weren't on board with the sophomoric and irreverent humor of Mad TV. I used to watch the show regularly and even videotape that episode. The whole point of the show is to push the comedic envelope to the limit and make it a visual representation of Mad Magazine. Not all the jokes worked and sometimes the writing fell flat, but the cast did their best each week to deliver the laughs. It was a bit disappointing that Kiss didn't perform on the show, but I think they were having fun and not taking it too seriously. They used current event references, which dated a lot of the material and makes the Michael Jackson references cringeworthy considering all that went down. At the time, Kiss wasn't getting any other offers for TV appearances, so the exposure to a younger audience probably couldn't hurt. Still find it hard to believe you guys, with some of your lowbrow humor, didn't like the show. It's surprising to me. Okay, so that's Wes's email, and I understand how we have sophomoric and irreverent humor sometimes. This was just not funny, Wes. Sophomoric and irreverent humor is like Beavis and Butthead or the Jerky Boys or like 40-year-old virgin. This was not funny it was horribly written horribly acted there was the comedy was just it was just poorly done and i'm not even talking about the michael jackson specific dated references like that action figure episode the prom night episode just not funny at all um but i understand what you're saying that it was supposed to be a visual representation of mad tea of mad magazine this was just very poorly done um but that being said wes we love hearing from you and, and uh we appreciate your email as always i i, I mean i'm gonna second your comments to Wes. Love you, Wes, but nah, this it didn't work. But to some, it did. Hence why it lasted so many years. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And Tom, I want to leave us with uh, one more comment, and that was on our Loudcasters page. It wasn't okay. so much about Mad TV. Okay. But this is from Brian Cruzel. Yeah, Brian Cruzel. So on my lunch break, I went to Arby's. While in the drive-thru, I noticed they had mellow yellow when it was my turn, I said in my ace voice, hey, yeah, give me a large fountain drink. Holy <laughs> shit. You got mellow yellow. Needless to say, I was asked to leave. Brian, because you get our sense of humor, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Hell yes, Brian. That is awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So comment of the week doesn't have to be specifically on that episode. It could be you just guys putting something funny or sending us a DM or anything like that. And, and it was happened to be the week prior. 
And uh, we mentioned it. So, Brian, great job on that. Thank you very much. So, yep. Tom, before we go on, um, we're going to talk about our Patreon account. So speaking of speaking of Brian Krizel. Yeah, uh, he's one of our great Patreon members. So Absolutely. Patreon is where you guys can help us out, contribute to the show. And Patreon is a way that, uh, you know, you get other little perks and there's different tiers with different contributions. You get different things back from us. And it's a tight little community. We're uh, throwing out ideas. Uh, we test stuff out with them. We uh, go over, you know, give them sneak peeks on stuff, uh, uh, some merch and other stuff that we do. Uh, they've been supporting us and have been a big help. Uh, things like uh, this cruise and equipment that we can take with us on this cruise and things like that were because of people that support us through Patreon. So if you uh, find that stuff interesting, want to help, we'd appreciate that. You can go to patreon.com, Patreon, the app, and also on the episode notes in where you get your podcast. If you click, you'll see Patreon there. And you can find there. You just have to look for creators and just put shout it out loudcasters and you find us there. And uh, that's how you can get involved. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you guys so much for being part of that. The shout it out loudcast family with Patreon. Uh, your generosity is very, very appreciated and it does not go unnoticed. And we were so grateful for you. Uh, a lot of fun things going on there. You know, we got some polls, some interactive polls that help uh you know, choose some things and uh, lots of interaction and things going on there. So check it out. Like Zeus said, you can go to the website or the app, search for us, take a look around. There's four tiers, see if it's something you're interested in and uh, we'd be eternally grateful for any contribution that you could make. Yeah. There's also, we're contemplating the Vinnie Vincent tier, Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, that's a hundred, that's a hundred bucks and you they, get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's a hundred bucks a month. We yeah. promise you we're going to give you something. And then we come by your house and kick you in the nuts. Yeah. If that. Yeah. That's about it. Yep. Yeah. So, Tom, what's going on in Kiss World? There was a Kiss World going on exclusive of the Kiss Cruise, right? Yes. Two pretty big freaking stories broke yeah. just as the cruise uh, started and took off. Um, so it was a little bit of a kind of a buzzkill that people were talking about some of these things. The first was that the Vegas residency has been canceled. Um, the Las Vegas Review Journal reported the cancellation, and their claim is that it was due to, quote, soft ticket sales. Uh, but then their article was updated, and it omitted any reason for the show's cancellation. So there's a section of our cruise recap that we'll talk about where Doc McGee had some things to say about that. So that was a big story. And then another big story that kind of broke pretty much on the day that the cruise took off um, was a story that was reported by Rolling Stone about unsafe COVID practices on the KISS tour. Uh, it says KISS has, have refuted claims made against them, detailing their supposed procedures throughout the tour in a statement. One crew member told Rolling Stone, I could not believe how unsafe it was and that we were still going. We had been frustrated for weeks. And by the time Fran died, I thought, you have got to be fucking kidding me. The roadie continued and added, every day during the shows, we were not tested. And there are so many unknowns. Did we super spread this? Did we spread this thing from city to city? It is horrible that Fran passed 
And it's horrible if this is our protocol just for us to tour. Is this going to be the normal to stick someone in a hotel? And if somebody dies, oh, well, off to the next guy. Along with a lack of daily testing, which KISS production manager Robert Long admits to, some KISS crew members allegedly disguised their illnesses while working on the road and faked their vaccine cards. Manager Robert Long continues telling Rolling Stone, I never told anyone we didn't want to test them. If you wanted a test, we'd supply it. If you wanted a test, if you felt symptoms, if you think someone might be sick, raise your hand. We had thermometers on every bus, sheets to write down temperatures every morning, mask boxes, sanitizers. People were getting tested every other day. We ordered tests regularly. I'm not going to not test people. I take this shit seriously. Our end of the road world tour absolutely had COVID safety protocols in place, but most often exceeded federal, state, and local guidelines. He then continues to say that tour management wanted to, quote, avoid the complications of a positive test and that road workers rarely were told to quarantine after testing positive. Kiss says people were sent into mandatory quarantine paid for by the band and denied their efforts to travel while potentially infected. Medical care was offered at every step of the way. They then add it was impossible to police the crew minute by minute if certain crews chose to sh- chose to go out to dinner on a day off or have beers at a local bar and did so without a mask or without protocols. There's little anything that and anyone can do to stop that. So that was a long article there, but it warrants discussion because that was a big friggin' deal. And this all came on the heels of the investigation after uh, the longtime roadie and Paul's guitar tech, Fran Stuber, passed away. Uh, and unfortunately, this story literally dropped when we got on the boat on Friday of the Kiss Cruise. So as far as the uh, uh, the ticket sales and the Vegas show canceled, let's let's talk about that because Doc does answer and we can debate that a little bit later. Now, yep. the whole other stuff about covid, I'm not sure who to believe, uh, because on the one hand, like I totally pictured like Paul to be a 100 percent believer about like everyone get vaxxed, everyone be safe. I And I don't and I and I know Gene is worried about litigious shit and stuff like that. I can't see them being lax about shit. I just can't. So is it a couple of fucking crew members that are really pro-vax or anti-vax or don't like them or maybe new members because of all the people to go to that breaks the story, it's Rolling Stone who couldn't wait to run with this right before the kiss cruise. And then good old friend Stuart jumps back in and uh, you know, Oh gee, I heard about this. Oh, right before the kiss cruise. Oh, and God bless Eddie, but you know, he loves that. He's got a smirk on his face about it. You know, yeah, yeah, but you could say all you want about Rolling Stone not being a fan of Kiss, and that's documented for Eddie Trunk liking to spike the football in any Kiss bad news. But I think this is too big and too serious of a story for anybody to kind of embellish what the hell was going on. And as far as Paul and Gene, just like any big business or big, you know, uh, you know, chain of command or big uh, hierarchy of of staff, Paul and Gene don't know what the fuck the COVID protocols are. They got they're too busy getting ready. They got they have they have a crew, a production, a management team doing that. So they could all this bullshit could be going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, everybody. They, they have they have absolutely no idea what's going on with the COVID protocols. Yeah, I, I just no. I have a hard time believing that Paul and his fucking daily preaching. Nah, they're they too busy. Have, they, 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 they're too busy rehearsing and prepping for the dude, show. Alice Cooper and fucking aces people were dealing with that shit. And they were like, oh, we had a compliance guy. They were extremely strict. Did this and that. We had yeah. to deal with them. 
Yeah, I just can't see how. Yeah, but Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper wasn't dealing with the compliance guy. No, but the the tour and everything, they knew it seemed like Ace mentioned it. And like they were all talking about how tough everything was. So I would figure like uh, the, you know, Kiss and the rest of them would have had something, some sort of a meme. Look, regardless, this isn't like Kiss to have tour crew people coming out and shitting on the band. That is very, I don't recall that shit happening. I don't think they were shitting on the band. I think they were shitting on their protocols. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, this is crappy. And running to Rolling Stone? That's fucking bullshit. There's a chain of command. They could have fucking went to somebody like, hey, this isn't being taken serious. Fucking complained and got it up to the fucking ladder to Paul or Gene. And and I feel like... How do we know they didn't do it? Dude, let's be serious here. Yeah, How do, you're a production manager. You're going to go to Paul. You're going to bitch about the protocol. Those I guys just work for Paul. I understand that. But I yeah, I would, especially Paul's on a fucking pedestal bitching about the shit daily. Yeah, but guess I what? Just you feel, think- I just feel I just feel I'm giving. I know. And I usually will not. I'm usually <laughs> like, fuck Gene and Paul. Definitely. But I just on this one. I feel like these two guys, whoever fucking ran to Rolling Stone. I think it's really shitty how it came out and it didn't really they're going on the cruise. This stuff is happening. They didn't really get a chance to respond. There's two unnamed sources that are crew members that bitched about this and it became an issue. I I don't think it's shitty at all. Remember the road who died from COVID, whether or not he was an anti-vaxxer, whether or not he was an anti-vaxxer or whatever, but that brings in that break. He's not a spot. Yeah, but look, he supposedly they got, we don't know. And we're a fucking podcast and we want to talk about fun shit. I don't know. The, the accusation was that he was just left alone to die in his hotel room. Yeah, that, that I don't know. I, can, I don't that. know. Like this is that just spinning it that way and saying that out loud. I'm like, I doubt Paul's like, yeah, fuck him. He's in his room. Like, just stay there until you die. Like, I think you're giving on. too much credit. I think you're giving too much credence to the fact that Paul and Gene know what the fuck is going on with any of that at all. I just feel like this. Usually they get along so well with their crew and the crew loves being kissed people. Yeah. I just find this all distasteful. Running I do too. Rolling Stone and I, shit. I do too. I don't know. Um, but I would just say I would give, in my opinion, I would give them the benefit of the doubt, but I could be fucking wrong. They could have said, fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, enough of the uh, un- unpleasant news. Let's get yeah. into some good stuff. Okay. So Tom, uh, give me one second. I got to sign up for Kiss Cruise 11. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 
and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's Factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, we're back. My uh, ransom was paid to the uh, Honduras kidnappers on Kiss Cruise 10. So I'm back. I was going to say, I'm back. My credit card was just denied. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Kiss Cruise 10 part one. Woo. I talked about it on the show. It's very well documented. I had it as Kiss Wishes. Um, Tom, come with me on a Kiss Cruise. Well, we did it. Yep. It, it did live up to the hype, and we'll talk about it, and we'll break it down. Um, the, the last week, like, pre- prepping for the cruise was a fucking nightmare. You know, between work, family, and getting everything prepped. Hey, do you have this? Texting the guys. Where are you guys going? One time are you coming in? It's one of those things. I feel bad saying this. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, time of my life, unbelievable week. There's a part of me that's like glad it's like over because yeah. it was so overwhelming. Like you said, between work, family, organization with the, with the hotel in Miami, the transfer to the to the boat, the COVID shit, the passport, the cut. Like it was again. I know first world problems. We're bitching about going on the Kiss Cruise, quote unquote bitching. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. We're putting it in perspective here, guys. Exactly. We know, we know. We know. Yeah. So me and Tom, we uh, meet at the airport. And uh, we get on board 
to let's just say the most fucked up airline there is American oh, Airlines fucking brutal dude shoved into seats like a fucking sardine <laughs> I've flown a lot my mom lives in Florida I usually fly Southwest Southwest wasn't available we fly on American Airlines absolute fucking disaster I might have we might I might tag American <laughs> Airlines in this in this social media post it was a flying sardine can it was fucking awful so we're like okay well the, we, we got American Airlines decent price do you want to have uh, do you want to sit next to each other? What? But yeah, that's ex- yeah, that's extra. So if I took my 13 year old kid, I have to pay extra so you can sit next to me. What the fuck is that? Yes, that's extra. Um, did you want to carry a bag? Yes, that's extra. Do you want to breathe? Yes, that's extra. Do you yeah. want do you want uh, do you want a, a room with a light? Success. It, it would was like just. To- would you like would you like to drink alcohol? Sorry, that's only for first class. You bums and coach have to <laughs> suck your thumb for three hours. It was. And then I was like, what the fuck? We get I, we almost I almost forgot about this. How long did we sit on that fucking thing? Two hours. Two hours before they took off. Uh, yeah, this is your captain. I uh, <laughs> just want to let you know we have some mechanical problems. We need to get back to the gate and. uh Mr. Goodwrench is going to take a look at the uh, engine here because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, enjoy being in your sardine can. So for two hours, we were there. Now, one person came by. Can I get you a drink? Can I get you a beverage? Can I move the fat ass person next to you with your elbows up your ass because there's no leg space in here? Nothing. Two hours. And then like 20 minutes later. Uh, yeah, Fred took a look at the uh, the uh, undercarriage there. And it looks like uh, something's kind of not working. Um, yeah, I'll let you know what's going on. Okay, no, wait, wait. So I think I was nicknamed Captain Exasperated. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he had like as soon as he got on, I was like, "This is bad news." This guy just oh, yeah. was oh, not yeah. a fucking pleasant captain. Put it this way: This is not you would not want this guy yeah. as your doctor if you had like an illness. So oh. doctor, have my test results. <sighs> so this fucking guy, every time he came on, and you're sitting there waiting, like, is this a good thing? Is this plain fucking? like safe and he's like we're gonna have to go back and uh we'll see and then he's like good news is uh you know fucking rodrigo was able to fix the plane but uh during that time we uh the plane was running with fuel so and i can't leave with the fuel being not full literally we're gonna, they we're, ran yeah, out of yeah. gas. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to go back and uh fuel up again and We'll see if we are where we are on the line and the line to get that done, too. And I'll be I'm back gonna, and tell you. I'm going to go gas up at Cumberland Farms. I'll grab everybody a drink if you need something. The then fuck? he comes back. Yeah, looks like we're done. And uh, we're getting our place to finally get to the right. Sound like fucking what's the name from uh, office space. We're going to need you guys. I was waiting for him to literally. We're going to. Yeah. We need a couple of fat guys to get in the back and start pushing the plane to give us a lift. Oh, and, 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 and during this entire time, literally not one flight attendant came around to check on any passenger. Oh, no. We had the video with that fucking asshole. They're like the United covers a bed. What is that thing called? Yep, they're all on. Yeah. They're on everybody's seat. It was the same asshole smiling at me. It, I wanted to punch him in the face. It, it was like a Duran Duran video with a fucking airplane. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that airline. I think I have it as a clip. Here it is. The follow along with me. We'll be on our way. Well, this isn't annoying. Ooh. 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 
And the fucking silhouettes walking. I wanted to fucking punch these people in the face. And, and the guy's like, video. Uh, uh, yeah, per FAA, we're going to have to make <laughs> you sit through that video one more time. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I have to watch this thing. I know what happens if the plane goes into the ocean. Yeah, they made us watch the video again before they start up again. Oh, uh, this is the captain. And uh, yeah, the temperature's about uh, it's a little nippy out there now in Boston, but uh, should be a little better for you. Let's get this plane going. Yeah, yeah. It's, Dude, it's like it's, it's, it's like that Seinfeld clip. Yeah, whatever. Just get me to where it says on the ticket. <laughs> now, meanwhile, m- mind you, 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 you're paying. You're listening here. We haven't even taken off from Boston, and shit's already going sideways for us. <laughs> oh man! So we get to Miami, grab our stuff, and at the exact same time, uh, we had planned it. So our roommates for this cruise, we got a cabin of four, is Sonny and his brother Danny. Mm-hmm. Now, Danny, I've talked to a few times, uh, once over the phone and a bunch of times over a text. But Tom, I don't think, has ever met him. Or no. I'm not even sure. He, I think he did jump on some little text. couple texts. Yeah, he jumped in or, on a text. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So we go to the airport. You can't fucking miss Sonny Pooney. He is a big, handsome bear <laughs> of a man. <laughs> he is taller than you think. Yep. And uh, we get to see Sonny and, and Danny. And we met them for the first time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. It was a great, great way to start the trip. So we get, we we meet them there. Then, thanks to American, uh, yeah, your luggage is going to be uh, going around the carousel. We need you to stand there for an hour and wait for it. How long? I can't wait to tell you the end of the story about our return flight home on JetBlue. But yeah, oh. we sat there for literally like forty five minutes. I'm like, how long does it take to take luggage out and throw it on the little fucking thing? Yep, yep. And uh, Sonny gave us a nice little gift, Tom. What it was that? Oh, my God. He gave us three personalized autographed photos of the hot chicks from the Butcher Babies. Oh, personalized. I think it's yes. like, yep. hey, thanks for your support. Now, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, they were smoking. Yes. Uh, and so yes. thank you again, Sonny, for that. That was awesome. Yep. And uh, so the four of us headed off to our hotel. Yeah. Yep. And that was the first of many rides where no driver in the greater (laughs) Miami area knows how to drive a fucking car. It's literally like Grand Theft Auto Miami. Nobody knows how to stay in a lane, take a turn, not swerve. Everybody slams on their brakes. It's fucking it's a I don't have Uber or Lyft. Or right, any of that right. shit. I know you don't. I never need it. I'm driving myself. I've never. Had, so those guys are going? used to it. Oh, so yeah. they're used to it. They're like, okay, I'll get an Uber alive. There's no such thing as any lane that they don't want to fucking switch to. Right to left, four lanes, no lights, well, nothing. This, they just well, this drive all the way through. No problem. This wasn't even Uber yet. This was the shuttle to the hotel. This was oh, just yeah. as bad as Uber. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Uber. Oh, they, that they, was fucking painful. I was, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to puke already. Exactly. We're not even on the boat, and I'm already yeah, mo- yeah. having motion sickness. <laughs> We're all like, holy fuck, this guy know what he's doing? Oh, my God. So we get to the hotel. It's the Doubletree yep. in Miami. Nice place. Decent place. Yeah. And we have our first, 
first eye contact of a live Kistard in the wild. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, quiet. You can see the Kistard in its elements. Other Kistards <laughs> around. Holy fuck balls. Wow. The Kistards were in effect. Oh, yeah. Um, go to the room. We and Tom obviously sharing our room. Sonny and Danny got theirs. Um, rooms are nice. Things were good. So we decided to go out to eat. We're like, where are we going to go? Let's go play some pool. And apparently we found uh, a couple extra uh, uh, places where they shot fucking Roadhouse. Uh, because- yeah, th- this was Roadhouse if it was filmed by the same guy that who made Carlito's way. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> Carlito's cousin's arm is still in the fucking ice cooler because it was fucking blood in my drinks. Um, but this was diff- definitely like Florida bar shit. Oh, yeah. Every fucking waitress there, like stiletto heels, fishnet stockings. Uh, there was no such thing as uh, English speaking music. Everything no. was like, you're right. Benny Blanco from the Bronx was serving us drinks. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this is the beginning of the Miami pool hustling. Yeah. Courtesy of Sonny Pooney. This is the beginning of, I used to say, the horniest man alive. Yeah. He is also... The biggest fucking gambler this side of Michael Jordan. Hey, you think I can get the shot in? Hey, do you think how far how long will it take us to get there? Hey, do you want to bet on this? You want to bet on it? You want to bet on it? But by the middle of the week, but but by the middle of the week, we were gonna stop making t-shirts that just say wanna bet. Wanna bet? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh both those Pooney brothers are pretty decent in pool, and they're definitely pool sh- uh sharks. Oh, but yeah, uh yeah. and my favorite part came when we ordered food. Sonny got the Pool hall sushi, which is a step up from gas station sushi. Right here. It says here, clam casino chef special. Um, I mean, he's like, try it, try it. I'm like, okay, I had one piece. I'm like, okay, I didn't die yet. But who the fuck is the guy making the sushi in the back of that pool hall? It's the same guy cleaning up the spilt beer on the floor of the friggin' bar. <laughs> the yeah, fucking, no. He used to work at the bowling drone on Route 2 <laughs> in Arlington, Somerville, Cambridge Line. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so that was it. It was a pretty uh, easy night that first night, right? Yeah, and then Thursday rolls around and the curmudgeon <laughs> arrives in Miami. <laughs> and finally, I am not the shortest one in the group. <laughs> oh, 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 boy, here we go. There we yes. go. And we all felt a lot more handsome because the, the curmudgeon showed up. Yep. And uh, it was it was great to see Tony. First time meeting him in person. Yep. He is a lot happier in person. He does smile. Oh, I, yeah. He's I, I he's not, he he's he's not a curmudgeon. He tries to be one, but it's it, it's a it's a game. Well, we haven't talked about him when he drinks, so we'll save that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. curmudgeon is not the correct word for that. <laughs> exactly. We'll get to that. So then Tony shows up, and this is my favorite part. So we we decide to get let's get fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. So what's our first crazy thing we do? Like, let's go to Chili's. <laughs> and we ate at Chili's and fine, you know, nice lunch. We're all catching up, throwing out shit. But just when you think it can't get any crazier, we leave Chili's. Let's go to Walmart. Cause Tony needs creamer for his coffee. <laughs> The rock and roll guitar player amongst the group is like, I got to get some creamer. So Walmart across the street. 
Meanwhile, I'm thinking we're going to get fucking stabbed crossing that parking lot. I'm sitting here going, I have, bo- I have booked a trip with all of my friends having a great time. And I'm at fucking Walmart in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and we're walking by. And so comes the first of what will be many of the Danny Pooney shaking of his head. Like, where the fuck? Oh. How did I end up with these guys? Oh so, you know, to entertain, you know how I get. People are walking by, bending over, grabbing cereal. I'd walk by and go. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we do the exaggerated burps. <laughs> Tony, Tony be like, what the fuck is that? He was blaming you a little on that, too. He's like, you fucking Boston guys. What is that? <laughs> I told him, I said, that has nothing to do with Boston. That just has to do with us being idiots. I'm just trying to be funny about it. Yeah. <laughs> And they were on the, I just never forget that first time I saw Danny just like rolling his eyes, shaking his head like, what the fuck? Danny's like, oh, my God, I got up seven more days with these guys. This is bad. <laughs> Anytime anybody walked by, I'd be like, oh, I'm gassy. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, now we hear that Steve uh, from Potter Than Hell and his gang. So Steve yep. went with three other friends of his crew. Uh, to the Kiss Cruise. So they're now in town. So that night we were planning on going to, I think, a Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. We took another, we took another death-defying Uber <laughs> ride to that plaza. So all these Jesus Uber rides, God. I swear <laughs> to God, these Dude, people are insane. They make New York City cab drivers look like safe. They, they all put their phone down where they're like fucking like in the bottom thing. And they're looking at their phone for directions. None of them know where they're going. Nope. And they're fucking like, dude, dude, you fucking. I'm like, oh, uh, uh. I'm making noises. Looking at me. I'm like, don't look at me. Look at that. I'm doing that because you're fucking driving like an asshole. It's Holy all like stop shit. and go. It's all, yeah, it's all like, uh, 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 uh. like <laughs> fucking just leaning into oh, shit. We're going into the right lane. There better not be anybody coming in. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yep. All right. So then we decide instead of Buffalo Wild Wings, we're going to be even crazier. We're going to go to Dave and Buster's. Biggest and, fucking Dave and Busters I've ever seen. And you could yeah. hear a pin drop in there. There was nobody in there. Yeah. But they we were, found. Yeah. Yeah. Go our, ahead. We found our own private room. It was like a room that you would like rent or reserve almost like a bachelor party. Single pool table, single TV table, bench seating. You had it all to yourself. We had our own private waitress, waiter, whatever you want to call oh, it. We, yeah. so we, it was fucking fantastic. Zeus brought a Bluetooth speaker. So we're playing music, shitting on each other's music. Yeah, it was that great. was great. So, yeah, we would take turns. Uh, and then uh, w- what happened is the food was coming. It was excellent. That was a great first night. Oh, yeah. Um, and then eventually the, the competitive Sonny comes out. Him and Danny start shooting fucking hoops. And that game, Danny won. Yep. Um, and then uh, somehow a, a football from one of those games ended up in our hands. And uh, somehow he made it onto the cruise. He took it home. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then me and, and then, and then, and then Sonny brings out the degenerate me and me and him are doing a Thursday night DraftKings battle. <laughs> so we're all sitting there. They actually turned the lights off in the arcade. All the video games, everything was turned off. It was pitch black except for the TVs. And we're like the only idiots watching it because the game goes down to like the final seconds. So that was a great. And, and meanwhile, Steve and his buddy showed up and played for a while, played pool, had some beer and, and food and stuff. And everything. So that was that was another great night. So we're, we're getting we're winding up. We're winding up this trip very well. Yeah. So now it's the next morning. Um, We have to get on a fucking uh, shuttle. Oh, my God. Which was another disaster. Oh, my to get, God. To get to the ship. 
Oh. So that ride sucked. That was horrible. I had I had to I had my leaned my head back with my eyes closed the entire time because I thought we were going to die or I was going to puke in my backpack. But before we did that, along the way, we would meet. Kiss people and oh, characters God. and and, I, you know, we'd sit on the main area in the, in the lobby near the bar yeah. and kind of like sit on couches comfortably talking and people would walk by and I would do this purposely to just annoy the fuck out of Sonny. So people walk by and be like, hey, do you like Kiss? And people are like, yeah, all right. Where are you from? And then we met the one guy that fucking Sonny was just like, what the fuck? So we met this guy. Supposedly he has not supposedly he does have. I don't know why I'm saying supposedly, but we looked into it. But yeah. he has it. He has like a video channel called New York Rock. Hey, New York Rock. He was about his fucking New Jersey, New York, Italian gangster talking guy. Funny as fuck. Oh, my and- God. His accent was like something out of like like a jerky boy's phone call. <laughs> yeah. Like he almost didn't even sound like a real person. He looked a little like Mr. Creepley. From fucking the Saturday morning cartoon races oh, the, on the, the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> and a cross between that and Danny would say Schneider from one day at a time. <laughs> Get a little pimp mustache. And he started going and Sonny, I could tell, was in fucking agony. I'm like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And Sonny would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Be like, yeah, I, I fucking guy tells me he knows fucking Robert De Niro. I say it's fucking bullshit. I get him order a fucking pizza. I come down the stairs. Fucking Robert De Niro is fucking sitting right there. I couldn't believe it. Fucking great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Fucking New York rocks. Check out my YouTube channel. I'm like, all right. What? Where am I? I, right I do. I do pictures. I take them. I'm I'm big. I'm New York. I'm fucking big. Oh, you watch my show. You know, Chubby Checker. I had Chubby Checker on my show. And he I did fucking during the, the after the fucking after he left, he was telling me this chubby checker story. I'm on fucking YouTube in that. So then the, we have to get a shuttle to get to the the boat. And I'm on fucking YouTube looking at it. Chubby checkers there on his fucking cable apps and show hawking chocolate or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Poor guy. But this guy was awesome. And then this, yeah, he he ends up popping out all over the ship everywhere. And not only that, he has like minions or lookalikes or clones all over the boat. I'm like, hey, it's the New York rock guy. But yeah. Oh, shit. That's not him. <laughs> we'd, we'd be walking around the boat being like, hey, that's the guy. New York. Rock. Oh, nope, that's not him. Oh, there he is. Oh, wait, that's not him either. <laughs> Okay, he had such a character. And the whole oh. time, Sonny's like, this guy's stories aren't funny. If you're going to tell a story, it's got to be funny. You're not funny. I don't want to fucking listen to this. I don't like, oh, so next time I see him, he's like, dude, do not fucking talk to him. Stop doing that. I'm like, hey, hey, come over here, buddy. Do you like kiss? And oh, he was getting and, fucking annoyed. He wasn't and talking and, and talking to strangers reaps its rewards later at the end of the cruise. We'll get to that much later. It's a it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Anyways, then we get to the boat, but we get to the Norwegian cruise line terminal check in. Yeah. So first we get in a long ass line, of course, Uh, half the kiss tards. This is the part of the fucking frustration is you get in these fucking lines. They've told you about 20 times. There's fucking pictures. There's fucking people announcing. Have your shit ready. Oh, what? I have to have my passport out. Oh, what? I have to have my vaccine notification. Oh, I have to. And you're like, what the fuck? The line's taking forever. 
because of kiss tards. And um, we finally go through that. And then like an immigrant in the 1920s coming from fucking Italy, they put us in a room, they take us and then they call your number and you go up and then they, you know, test you again for vaccine and they throw you in another room. You have to wait. And then your number is coming up on a wall. And we don't know if that means it's a good thing. They call your number or a bad thing. What a fucking mess. Yeah. Then we leave that whole thing. Then, then it's like, okay, you need your passport and your cruise paperwork. We, we showed that shit maybe fucking 85 more times. You just keep checking in and checking in and checking. And finally we get on the boat. Finally, this was about one o'clock, maybe give or take. It was about one o'clock. It was early afternoon. So we get on the boat. It's about one o'clock, give or take. It's it's our first cruise. Well, it's my first cruise. It's Zeus's first cruise since college. Uh, Sonny and Danny are cruise veterans. So we're just like in awe, super excited, oh, super place, fired the up. The boat is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's like when you see it and you're like, oh, my God, you're like, this is enormous. And the Norwegian gem isn't even that big of a boat compared to some of the other boats that were docked in that Miami port. But when you're on it, it just feels fucking massive. Yep. So when we get there, like the rooms aren't ready. Uh, so we decide, everyone, let's go get some food. We go up to the um, uh, buffet. And I will tell you guys, I'm thinking this buffet is going to be shit. It's going to be tough. You know, they're giving you slim pickings. First day, we're like fucking prime rib. They're cutting up. Place is huge. The options were huge. The food was never, ever, ever one time a problem on this boat. No. Nope. Never. Plenty nope. of stuff to get. The and it's booze is di- all included. And, it was and just it's always insane. different. Yep. And of course, we sit down, me, Zeus, Sonny, we all got the internet package on our phone. As you saw, we were posting and tweeting and doing yeah. all kinds of shit. You need the internet. They take it for an nominal leg, but they it's okay. It was money well spent. It was about 170 bucks for five days. Yeah, it was like 35 bucks a day for the premium internet. Yeah, uh, I don't know what but, the fucking other one is. Pigeons. Because probably that, because it wasn't that good. We could text and shit, but like Facebook live and shit really was brutal. Phone calls yeah. obviously don't work, but yeah, it was, it was all right. So then, so then we're supposed to wait for So we go, we go to our room to see if it's, see if it's available. Uh, we get in the room and then we're like, Oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Two beds and one pull out sofa. So we're like, I stood up right and said, I don't give a fuck. I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care where I am. So the sleeping arrangements ended up being Zeus in the bed sunny in a bed me and danny in the pullout but we arranged it so that we could kind of sleep wide enough and far apart because danny must have been afraid that he he would be seduced by me or something so (laughs) so that was the room the room was fine i mean four 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 big guys if we were spending time in there it probably would have been a tough go but we we were in there very limited the only time the all four of us were in there at the same time i would say would be to sleep yeah and the other thing was steve from part of the hell was Fucking making me nervous. Oh, that bathroom. You're gonna have the door open, have one of your legs out. You won't be able to sit on the toilet. Like, yeah. What the fuck? So the bathroom no. was fine. It was, it was sufficient. To- I never felt cramped in the bathroom. I mean, you're no. on a you're in a cruise, you're in a cruise room. We had a beautiful, beautiful balcony, sliding glass doors out onto the balcony. We were up on the 11th level. Yep. So you had a nice it took me a few minutes to adjust because I'm fucking terrified of heights. Yeah. Um but you know, it was nice. It had it had what we want. The, the the TV in the room was cool because the TV in the room constantly played kiss stuff. They would play like extreme close up or exposed or kiss music. And throughout the entire boat, every speaker on the boat, when there wasn't an announcement, 
it was constant kiss music throughout the entire boat the entire week. So that yeah. was cool. And there was stuff in the room every time you'd come back to the room after every day or something. You'd come back and they'd leave you a little note and four things or whatever trinket they left you for yeah, the it day. Was like, it was like Santa Simmons. Every time you come back, here's a treat for you. A $3 dog tag. I hope that was worth $2,000. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun coming back to the room every night and seeing some kind of little trinket or kiss cruise exclusive items. So that was fun. And then we so then we start looking at the calendar and we're like, oh, shit, they're doing the, the pick throwing contest they're doing the qualifying events we go we, we, we locate the the atrium which is kind of like a main level it's kind of like the, the top level is a is an irish bar restaurant the bottom level is like a little mini stage where people gather for some of the smaller events so sunny danny and zeus get in line for the pick throwing qualifier thing just for fun we're, you know we're, we're still walking around the boat kind of getting the lay of the land and uh it's just it's just just some fun shit to try to get us fired up for all yeah and we met coming. um and sunny uh, we met joe polo from um Yes. Yeah. We spent a lot. City. Tom, uh, Sonny introduced us to him. Yep. And, we uh, spent a lot of time with Joe during the week. Great guy. Very nice to meet him. And uh, Karen was with him. So that was nice. We saw him a lot during the week. And uh, one of the things I did, I asked him when I went up for the pick throwing, I'm like, hey, can I throw these one at a time? Or can I throw them all at the same time? They're like, you can do whatever you want. So I just took all fucking 10 of them. I just chucked them in because <laughs> they're all weighted together. So they all went in the $100 thing. The 100 point one, I was like, I got like eight of 10 or something. Um, but unfortunately, afterwards, I had gone by and I hear people say, yeah, so far, you're almost in the top place at uh, people who had like 1800 or 2000. Like, what the fuck is throwing that shit? Yep. So yep. Um, I guess if you won, you would play against Gene. He used to yes. say none of us won. But anyways, yeah. it was fun, you know, and then you, you, you're starting to get the, the, the lay of the land. You're walking around, you're seeing stuff. You're getting drinks and you have to have your card with you throughout the whole time mm-hmm. and they zap it. So I'm like, in the beginning, we're like, I thought this stuff is free. Why are they asking us for our room shit? I don't know. For some purposes, they probably need to keep track of how much they're giving out. So you got to yeah. give them your fucking thing every time. It's all right. A little, not, not very inconvenient, not a big deal, but we you know, we were ordering drinks and pacing ourselves. Uh, but afterwards, Tom, we got ready because uh, what was happening in, later on that afternoon? Yeah, it was the Kiss Sailaway show. So up until then, we again we were walking around, getting the lay of the land, checking out all the different things on the boat. Um, you know, just there's a lot to see, especially for somebody like myself that's never been on a cruise. Kind of getting used to how it operates, how what floor goes to what thing, and everything. And of course, the boat is all decked out in Kiss stuff. You know, you saw pictures of the Kiss members on the uh, elevator doors and all that stuff. So you, you, it's all kissed out. So we get up onto the top pool deck, beautiful, gorgeous, sunny, wonderful. Everybody's, you know, in it. And then we're eagerly awaiting the, the kiss sail away show. But before they do that, they do this thing called shots where they call it shots. And yes, I know what shots are, but I'm saying it's like the event where everybody gets a little shot. They do the shot and then the boat kind of takes off and honks its horn and ha ha ha. Everybody. Bye bye. See you later. And then kiss comes out for the big, exciting sail away show at five o'clock yeah and so they come out yeah so you know i'm not even sure if it was before or after but kiss took the photo with us which you can see i think steve is the only one uh, yeah if you zoom in you can if if you zoom in he's got he's yeah he's got his black bucket hat if you zoom in you can see him yeah we sat in the middle and even though he was the only one who's like if you want to be in the picture you got to be this because he's obviously the one with the experience going on these shows yeah so god bless him Yep. So the sail away show comes out. Paul is obviously, you know, 
still the spokesman. Uh, and he does this throughout the whole, you know, concert, kind of telling people this is going to be with for we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for passion. You know, yeah, it's like he's already he's he's already setting the bar low. Yeah. But yeah. but we were talking about this. He's probably doing that because he knows this shit's going on YouTube. Exactly. And he knows, and people are like, yeah. not in context. And people yeah. Are like, Look at yeah. them fucking up. They don't even know. Like, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I, he didn't need to do that. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfection. Like, dude, you, you haven't even started yet. The fucking boat hasn't left the dock. You already <laughs> tell us that well, get ready. We're going to suck for the next week. Like, come and on. They're, and they're doing it electronically. They're not playing acoustic. It's not an acoustic sail away, which they've done. No, they the don't past. do that anymore. Yeah. It's, it's fully plugged in electric. Yep. And he mentions that they're going to play some rarities. So I'm all excited. I don't know what's coming. And then they start with what? Going blind. I mean, I like the song and it's a rarity, but everybody is drinking. The sun's out. The boat's taken off. You open up with one of the most downbeat, depressing songs in the entire fucking catalog. Yeah. A very, very odd choice. Again, yes. I know people are like, oh, you asked for a deep cut. They play one and you're bitching about it. It's not an opening song. Sorry. But it's always like something like, I don't know. I guess it's a deep cut, right? It but is. It's been, it was on Unplugged. It's been on a few other things. Yeah, but that was also 30 years ago. They don't play this as part of the, you know. But it's been out there. It's I like, know. To me, on, to me, a deep cut is something that's not on any compilation. Oh, well, you're not going to get that. There's about one song on the set list then that would be considered a deep cut if that's if that's the parameters. But anyways, sounded great. And I will just tell you from my personal perspective, um, I get overwhelmed. Like, and I get excited easily. I get emotional. I get this right here is when it hit me that I like, holy fuck. I am on the Kiss Cruise with Zeus and all these guys that we've been friends with for years via texting and Skype. And now we're here together. And it just, it got, I got like overwhelmed. I got like fucking super fired up. So after going blind, they go into something else. And the, the great thing about it is like, we don't know what's coming. So you start hearing the first couple like chords and stuff. And yep. you're like, what is this? What is this? Yep. Uh, That's the thing that made it awesome. Yeah. The excitement of the unknown. Yeah. And then you're like, plaster caster. Like, I fucking love this song. Yep. Love it. Yep. And they do a kick-ass version of it. Yep. They so, sounded great. They all looked great and they all sounded great. And it, it, the and the very first thing we noticed how much fucking fun the band was having and Paul Stanley's Ross from Friends big white <laughs> shiny teeth. Every time he smiled it was like ding. Yeah, you could see it a mile away. Um but I also noticed it just opened with two Gene songs. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so far two for two on unplugged songs from kiss unplugged. Do they go three for three? Yes, they do. Because the third song is got to choose. Got to choose. And that's another one. You're like, I know. Oh yeah. Got to choose. Yep. And then Paul made the comment. Can you imagine how good we would sound if we were actually singing and playing? And again, I'm like, dude, right now, this is not the time. How defensive place- and like, like insecure are you that you're fucking showing it like, dude, come on. I'm like, dude, you're three songs into the kiss cruise. And you've already started off by giving us a warning about perfection. 
And now you're making like little passive aggressive jokes about accusations. Just fucking perform for us, dude. Not everything needs to be like a platform. Yeah, he um, he sounded good. He did. Let's just sounded say that. great. He didn't sound sounded bad good. at all. Oh. He, he sounded oh. fine. Gene is always on point. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the, and then and then, I, and then my trip was made. Well, I thought it was until later on. <laughs> Love her all I can is next. Oh, sounded fucking great. They they all they sounded great. They really did. It was a great version of it. Yep. Yep. I love the chorus. They all within. The other thing you notice is the smiling of Paul because the teeth. Yeah. He didn't have that. You know, like he sour puss. Like he, I'm at work. He had the yep. fucking. I'm enjoying this. He was like, looking at Tommy. He was looking at Eric and G, like, he, he was like, holy, he, he looked like he looked like us having a good time. And it was, it was very good to see the crowd was into it. Oh, yeah. Look all around. There are flags all around from different like parts of the world and all sorts of shit was all over the place. Kiss yep. fans going nuts. I mean, you really had to kind of take it in. You yeah. listen to kiss classic and kisses playing on a boat that you're sailing off into like, you know, it's overwhelming. I, for me, it was at first. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah. So then they mentioned that Tommy's going to sing a song. And what does he sing? Uh-oh. Hashtag Ace Cult. Shock me. Yep. Odd choice. Odd choice. My thinking was like, the people on this cruise will like that he'd sing that because they like the song and they don't have a problem with him doing it. But still an odd choice. And I'm not saying it just for the ace cult stuff, just a just just a just an odd choice. You know, you're on the kiss cruise. This would be the time or if you want to break out some do fucking when lightning strikes or something, you know, a Tommy song. But whatever that being said, and then they go right into Christine 16. So another Gene song. So you can see Paul's limiting his vocals here. You got you got a couple of Gene songs, a Tommy song, uh, another you know back to Gene. So well, you think about Christ- it, right? Yeah, you got three Gene songs. They go to Christine 16, right? By the way, yep. there's no piano on their keyboards and stuff. No. Um, three Gene songs. You got a Tommy song. That's four. You've got Got to Choose. That's Paul. Lover All I Can is harmonies. Correct. Almost yep. throughout the whole song. Yes. So, Paul, th- this is what I'm saying. There's so many great Kiss songs. You can do this and, and work around Paul's stuff. Yep. Right? And at yep. this point, nobody's sitting there going, Let's look at him. Who's got the clip? Let's look at his fucking. If he is he right. lip singing, he's away from the mic. Like all those people, fuck off. Just enjoy what you're doing here. Yep. So all of a sudden, he says, "What, Tom?" Brings out Bruce. The whole crowd gets fucking fired up. I'm like, "Holy shit, we're starting this already!" Wow. Yep. Wow. Bruce, Bruce Kulik. Yep. Comes on stage. They do tears of falling. And how was that solo? Nailed it as always. I love I love Tommy. We love Tommy, but Tommy can't nail it. Bruce kills the, it as the usual. The tone is perfection yep. when yep. Bruce does it. Yep. Perfect. And then they throw a curveball in Gene saying you want another Bruce song. <laughs> yeah. So play Heavens on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where dude, to begin. Dude, fucking Bruce is on fucking five albums, six out, whatever the number is. And you play Heavens on Fire. Every, I remember everybody on the boat was like, what? What is what? another Bruce song? So we're like, OK, what are they going to do? Hot in the shade, Fuck, carnival, yeah, rise no. to it or something like that. Or like, no, heaven's on fire. I'm like, like what? The he's fuck, not even dude? in the fucking video. What are you talking about? Dude, he was uh, uh, on the tour, Gene. 
But yeah, that was it's just so weird. So it's a weird. waste of having Bruce out there. Absolutely. Bruce now, makes up for it later, which we'll get to. <laughs> let's be honest. If we think about it, you know, hot. I know it's a lot of fatigue, but Heaven's on Fire is just an is overall a kick ass song. The beat and everything. That, yes. So yes. maybe just they're thinking like that's a favorite. This will work. We're not in makeup. Bruce's yep. hair that work. OK, but fucking there's another way of going about it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, then, then I like this because it was different, oh. I've, and I've I've never heard it live. Another oh. one from Kiss Unplugged, "World Without Heroes." Oh. I like just it. I like the not album. good. I know. Their I version know. was good. I'm just saying. Yeah. I just yeah. don't like the song. The, the thing that I mentioned by this point now is Gene is like so subdued. He looks oh. like like he was acting and looking like anytime you see him in those like fucking rehearsals. Yeah, he's got the orthopedic sneakers on those white. Yeah ones he's got the fucking big baseball cap and he's just you know playing his bass he's not he's like it this is like easy like he, he's, he's yeah like he's not the demon he's not very no, animated no, no, then they go then they go into harder than hell which is which is a song i fucking hate but the live version as i've said on record is fantastic and it sounded great eric eric was was killing it with that it was a cool it was cool but again harder than hell like um and then there was a couple couple comments that you wanted to say about Gene at this point. I know you said he was subdued going into World Without Heroes. Yeah, and you had he a couple looked, things. He just looked. What I was saying is like he looks like every Motown artist's band. Yeah, like the guy in the background just playing the bass. Like, do, do, do. Yeah, like, just give it a little, little bit. Little. <laughs> now we're gonna make your call. <laughs> Look what you did. Now, sorry. You know, people want to know about yesterday. It's no mystery, really. You know, I was just doing my job, you know, plunking on the plunker like that, you know. I was strumming a little skiddly-widdly, feeling a little bit flu-flu inside, you know, rumbly-mumbly down in there. I had a big of a knocker block. I started with the flub-dub-dub and a tinkering woo-woo. I tipped up as if it was on, you know. And there you have it, yesterday, but... Oh, um, man. Yeah. And, and, and then they close out the show with two more Gene songs, Colin Dr. Love, which I love, and She, which I love. Yep. Uh, the She was a great version, too. It was fantastic. Yep. It was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. A, um, a couple things, let's say, off the set. Yes. Yeah. I like the deep cuts they went into and stuff. I prefer if they didn't do Colin Dr. Love. I yeah, they're doing that they on the end of the road. He- Heaven's on Fire. Songs yep. like that shouldn't be on here. Agreed. On the Sail Away show. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously I have preferences, but over some songs, but I can't complain. I like something. Maybe they don't like something. Vice versa. Right. It's fine. Um, Tears of Fallen. Even that, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Because it was on the end of the road tour a couple times. So overall, watching this, fucking loved it. Loved it. Oh yeah, it was great. It was amazing. It was it was it was a great way. I like I love the tradition of the Sail Away show with Kiss, um, and it was great. So so then after that that end, that ended around uh, six thirty six forty five give or take. Um, so at that time, you know everybody's kind of getting their bearings down, getting their luggage, getting their you know room squared away, getting dinner. Um, there were a couple more shows going on at different points of the of the boat. You had Black and Blue playing. You had Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts playing. Um, so this is the this is you know the first day of of when it becomes let's look at the schedule where do you want to go where do you want to meet what do you want to do um, and you they had the they had the app you could use that the Norwegian Cruise Line app was very helpful but they also had like little cards that they would 
drop in your room. You can kind of map out and see the schedule. They broke it down by day and time and location. Uh, so at this point, I know Zeus isn't a huge fan, but at this point, all the guys in our group were looking forward to seeing Queensryche. And we and that they weren't going on until around 9.15. So things were kind of quiet. Again, you know, the, the, I, I'll just jump in and say this right now, you know, you know, so we'll save it and kind of get out of the way. This was my first cruise, my first Kiss cruise. I know some of the other guys on the cruise, they go to, they do Monsters of Rock a lot. And they say there's like a hundred bands. And there's three different stages going at the time. And you got to pick out which one you want to go. But some people are saying this cruise, not a lot of bands, a lot of downtime. Me personally, that, I liked it like that. I yep. liked, I liked being able to chill, grab a drink, sit down at one of the bars, kind of regroup, take a look at the schedule, get to where we want to go uh, and get to the show. And another thing we said, this going on, Going into the cruise, we were expecting this, and it was true. The boat was not even the boat was not full, so there were it was never a crowd. Nothing was ever packed. Nothing was ever jammed. You could move around, and it was fantastic. Um, so that being said, so Queensrÿche comes around. I'm a huge Queensrÿche fan. Zeus, not so much. So I will echo what Tom said. Uh, the fact that was we could go, go off and explore. So I'm not even sure. We probably went out to dinner before that, but we had time to do that. So to me, I don't have that anxiety. Like, we don't have time to fucking do that. There was only one day we were like that. Like, we had to literally fucking book our dinner time. Like, we only have this window. I love that we could fucking do whatever we want. And uh, what I started was the tradition of everybody's here except for Zeus. Where'd he go? I don't know. I think he's in his room. I fucking need my downtime. I need to go Zeus, back to the Zeus, room. He needed his nappy nap. Yeah, I need to go to my room, relax for an hour. I don't care if it's an hour. I don't care if it's 45 minutes. Uh, shit, shower, whatever I had to do and go. So these guys went to Queens, right? And then Tom will tell you, because I didn't, I, I ended up going with Steve and them who wasn't with you. But you can tell them from your perspective, because you're a fan. Queens, right? Go ahead. Okay. So I've seen Queensryche before when I saw them with the Jeff Tate incarnation of Queensryche. I've never seen the Todd LaTorre incarnation of Queensryche. Uh, Steve and Sonny and Tony rave about it. Um, we saw them. Now, when we saw Queensryche, it was, you know, it, they were on the on the on the deck stage. It was dark uh, and it was nighttime by then. Uh, the lights were on the stage. It was wicked windy and just the energy and the aura of the band at that time. They sounded fucking insane. If you are a Queensryche fan, holy shit. Todd LaTorre's voice is out of this world. Even Zeus, who's not a fan of Queensryche, had to give him props. They played a great mix of classics. Um, so a couple songs I wasn't really familiar with, but they were fucking phenomenal. They were phenomenal. And that show went on till about 1030. That's how I thought of Queensryche on their first night. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So I, uh, I obviously, as I was saying, I, I didn't see Queens. Like, I'm not a fan. I don't know the music. And when I don't know anybody's music, I say the same typical dismissive. Oh, that fucking band sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know Queens Rikes hits. I'm like meh on them. That's me. Doesn't okay. mean they're not good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I ended up walking around, like trying to find you guys. I found Steve and his crew on the upper deck. Now, at this point, it's like getting and you will get into more details, but it's getting fucking extremely windy and the boat is fucking moving. And I don't know if it's normal, or not, but it's moving a lot. And I walk up and 
I caught some of the end of Queensryche and they played the song. I believe it's called Take Hold uh, of the Flame, Tom. Co- correct. It was yes. the closing song. Yes. The band, the wind, that fucking lead singer's vocals. It fucking it was like it, it was an image that stayed with me. Rocked. It was insane. Yep. That's what I'm saying. The the, the wind, the the imagery. It was night, so the lights, and you're walking around, you're like, oh, oh." and just people screaming, the fist pumping. Holy shit. I had to tip my hat. And I'm like, I just texted Steve. What was the name of that song again? He's like, it's on an EP. It's called Take Take Hold of the Flame. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that, that guy's vocal. I'm saying it right now. That was the best singer on that fucking cruise. Not even close, anyone to him. Holy shit. This guy was so good. He's one of those things that you're like, oh, here's a studio musician. Yeah, like that awful band that had the ballad Steelheart. What was that song? Uh, I'll Never Let You Go. Yeah, like so over the top. You're like, there's no way that guy can perform. I think that guy could perform that live every night. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very powerful. Vocalist. I was blown away. And I'm obviously not a fan. Um, And the band itself rocked. Oh, like I just, you know, I don't know the songs. I don't recognize them, but yeah. Whoo, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So everything is still rocking. And then we decided late night, the talisman were playing. But before the talisman, we started our nightly tradition of our favorite part of the cruise oh. in the Spinnaker Lounge. Kiss karaoke. Holy fuck. Was this a fucking train wreck of disastrous hilarious proportions Every night we would go because it started at 11 o'clock and it would go to 12 or 1 a.m. Or it would pretty much go until people just stopped signing up to do songs. And it's great because it's the end of the night. People are freaking shit faced. No one can sing. We had every night we set up our own little section over to back to the side near the bar. We would get drinks, sit back, chill, wind down from the night and just laugh our fucking asses off. Holy fuck balls. And I will say this about the kiss fucking tards. Hey, assholes, we bitch about the set list. Here we go. Kiss karaoke. What do you want to sing? I want to sing Bolgin. I want to sing Beth. I want to sing fucking, uh, I don't, uh, thankfully, no one sang rock and roll all night. I don't actually, somebody did. Somebody uh, did. It's, it's all like, the hits. It's all the fucking hits. Like, what yep. the fuck? Yeah. So switch it up. No wonder Kiss doesn't do anything different. Yep. Holy shit. It was but great. That, it, it, that was the it, first it, of that was the first of me. We met a lot of characters, a lot of characters during Kiss Karaoke. Namely, and we didn't know this at the time. We learned later on. But there was a young man. There was a young man who dressed in 
Gene Simmons gear looked fucking phenomenal. His boots. He, it, this is like professional shit. Face painted, walking around, and he earned the nickname Sad Gene <laughs> because he would walk around literally with his head down. We're like, what is up with mopey Sad Gene? Well, come to find out, we learned our lesson. He was a guy that had he had some issues. Um, we didn't know that, but as the week progressed, we started cheering him on when he would sing. Uh, we said hello to him a few times, talked to him. Very nice young man. Uh, but he just became a legend because every night he had his Gene Simmons gear on and he looked, it was like the, the uh, love gun outfit. Um, and he would do his best to try to sing. He was just a diehard fan. Uh, but he became one of the many characters and every night at karaoke, we just had a fucking blast. Uh, we'll save uh, you'll have to hold your breath as to whether or not any of us performed uh, for part two of our cruise recap. Yeah, part of me wanted to play some of the fucking, fucking singing uh, karaoke people and be like, wow, Kiss was kind of rough. Listen to this. <laughs> Paul wasn't hitting the notes. Yeah. Ooh, Gene is dropping a fucking couple here. Um, and then what did we do after car- and then after karaoke? Great way to wrap up the night. Talisman are playing. Those oh. three are fucking holy shit. The energy they have to continue. Talented musicians, man. Got to give oh them props. Fun, loving, likable people. Yeah. Fucking rocked. And then we fucking started. What would become? <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Something out of like, I, I can't even like Goldilocks and the three bears. I don't know what the fuck we walked into. So it was the first night of me and Tom sleeping with the Pooney brothers. Here you go. Yeah, what you heard, that was not a zoo. That was not a clip from Jurassic Park. That was room 11542 on the Norwegian gem at 2 a.m. What? I mean, I could do this every every fucking day. We're going to talk about this. The first night, I was like, what the fuck? Zeus, we kept taking on our phones and recording. I have all my voice memos are fucking full of. So I couldn't tell who was who, but I believe Sonny was the one that was like loud, but also he would make interesting noises. Like it was like he was being choked or drowned. Oh, yeah. Like somehow water noises are coming out. I don't know what the fuck. And then I remember Danny one time goes, I'm like, which one of you fuckers is that? And Danny's like, that's the bear. And I was like, Okay, then who's the other fucking asshole going? <laughs> and then in the morning, they wake up. They're like, yeah, I couldn't sleep with you guys. Are you fucking kidding me? And then Sonny said it best. He was great. So we're, we're four old men. So we're all getting up in the middle of the night to take a piss because that's what we do. Sonny, Sonny said it best. He goes, if you're the one who has to get up at 3 a.m. to piss, you ain't falling back asleep because everybody else in the room is snoring like it's the end of the world. And he's right. There were so many nights I would just sit there and just stare and beg for sleep. <laughs> so, as you know, I have bad sleeping habits. 
That's why I would go back to the room to snap to nap when nobody yeah. was around because yeah. I would sit there. And the worst is like because I me and Sonny were next to each other. So I like when I faced it, I when I faced the to the um, to the ocean and he would roll over and he would like his hands would move sometimes in his sleep. I didn't know if he was gonna punch me, choke me, he'd be like, oh, hey. <laughs> you know, what the fuck is going on? Is he possessed? And his hands would make all sorts of gyrations in his sleep. I'm like, is he getting up? Is he awake? And there's nothing worse than like seeing a giant man sleeping and like his eyes are closed. I'm like, he's fucking his eyes open up. I'm going to be, sh- I'll shit my pants. Oh, I am yeah. so scared of this man right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. And he was blaming and us too afterwards. And it's funny too. Cause I'm, I'm usually, it's like such a baby with, with sleep. So I, I don't know if it was just, I was just running on like pure adrenaline. Because normally I'm 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 like oh god I got no sleep I got to fucking crash for an for an hour or something but I don't know I was just running on fumes the entire fucking week which is probably why I'm I, I haven't I'm just passing out during the day oh. of work now yeah but see you guys are stronger than me I couldn't do it I yeah. that's why every once in a while oh we ate perfect time to go back to sleep yeah. oh we're doing this this band sucks I don't want to see him I'll make a perfect time to take a nap for an hour and yep. come back shower shit shave and whatever and then just go yep. oh fuck. But like nobody, the great thing about it is everybody's got a sense of humor. Nobody's like, what the fuck? I couldn't sleep. You snore. Like everybody's no, no, no. laughing. Oh, it was, it was awesome. each other. So funny. <laughs> then you wake up the next morning at one point and you had like, I was in the room alone because I was the last one to get up because yeah. fucking guys, I didn't get any sleep. And you come back and you're like, did you throw up in the middle of the night? I'm like, no. You're like, there's like shit stains. <laughs> Or puke. I'm like, dude, I'm not, why am I getting blamed for this? Like, well, you were here by yourself. I'm like, it wasn't me. And then there's there comes the famous Danny Pooney shaking his head again. Shaking his like, head. It's like it's it's kind of like the head shake that like your dad would do when oh, you were like six yes. years old. Oh, you just yeah. look at you be like, oh, look at these fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, your son is four years old. He still wets the bed. Like, oh, oh shit. Like, are you fucking like he was just fucking repulsed. I'm but let's get back. Let, but but let's get back to Friday night on the boat. It was a fucking disaster. The boat oh, was, yes. The, what am I saying? The boat was all I'm st- I've never been on a cruise. I'm like, you motherfuckers. This is what it's like trying to sleep on a cruise. I felt like fucking Gilligan on the fucking SS Minnow. I'm like, I ain't, I'm never going to see my family again. And we wake up the next morning. I get a message from Sonny because he got up and he went down to the buffet. He's like, be careful walking. I'm like, what? So I get up. Thank God there were fucking handrails in the hallways. Thank God. I you need I needed the handrail in the shower. The boat was literally fucking rocking. So many people, bands, crew members, so many people sick. So many people, of course, my luck. I've never been on a cruise. I've been on every kiss cruise. This is the worst I've ever seen the seas. The boat is a mess right now. So I misspoke. Uh, uh, that was during the middle of Friday. You asked me if I had puked. I'm like, no, I didn't puke because I, I'm like, as I tell you, I'm proud of it. I will be fucking telling you because it would right. be a funny story. Right. And then you come back and then Saturday morning, like I, I just sat in bed. I was there. So you can tell what else else happened. I didn't get up till four. Yeah, I sat was- in bed and I got up and I would puke my fucking brains out. Yeah. And then I would get back in bed, lie down and be like, oh, my God, if I don't fucking hold myself in this bed, I'm going to tip over. This yeah. boat was rocking like never. I thankfully I had my phone, but then you try reading your phone and 
you know, Facebook and shit just to pass the time. And I saw Kiss Cruise. People were like, all the people were like, this is ridiculous. I've never seen this. I've been on all these Kiss Cruises. This has never happened. So at least for me, I was feeling great. This isn't just me and my sensitive fucking stomach and head and nauseating all the time. This is everybody. Yep. You'd go and you'd puke. And then the worst thing about puking after is you're like, okay, I'm done. And then you would like, oh, shit. In order to flush, you had to put the seat cover down. Oh, yeah. And then press the button underneath. And then you start reaching. You're like, oh, shit, I'm going to puke again. Meanwhile, the boat hasn't stopped rocking. And you're like, oh, fuck. You lift it back up again and start puking. It was was fucking brutal. Brutal. It was bad. So that, and it wasn't just Zeus. It was everybody on the fucking, but not everybody. But it was, it was, it was across the board. Band members, entertainers, crew, everybody. Yeah, what they say, so, like forty percent of the crew got sick. Yeah, that That's was bad. insane. And every time a band, and then it became a joke throughout the rest of the week. Everyone's like, "You guys done puking? All right, let's rock!" Like, so, <laughs> so that day, so Saturday, um, myself and uh, Danny. Tony, Sonny, all those guys, we went to go see the behind the scenes stories with Doc McGee hosted by Craig Gass. So it was just like a little sit down uh, Q&A for about an hour. Uh, And it was pretty cool because they passed the microphone around. So these weren't scripted questions that were previously sent in or, you know, pre-screened by Doc. They were like, yes, exactly. So the very first question was asking about the Vegas residency cancellation. Doc didn't say that it was canceled. He said it was postponed. And that he expects it to maybe be sometime in 2020, maybe in the summer or at the end of their uh, European tour. So maybe uh, August or whatever. He didn't say it was postponed. And his story was, look, I know he's a manager. You know, he's technically like a like a spin guy. So he tried to, you know, bring up the, the, you know, the international travelers, which is ridiculous because that 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 travel ban has been lifted by the time you hear this. It's been lifted. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was ticket sales. Obviously, he would never acknowledge that. Um, but he did. He did say that it was going to be post uh, postponed and not canceled. Um, other than that, some of the questions were some of them were all right. But again, he's the manager. He's not going to really break any news for you. Um, you know, at, some people asked about the, the 45th anniversary destroyer box set. Will there be more to come? And he's like, yes, of course, if this if this sells, we'll do more. Um, but other than that, it was just fun to see him, you know, just one on one and talk and just talk about kiss, but it was nothing, nothing really world breaking that he said. So let's talk about the, the Vegas. Yeah. Um, to me again, there's nothing more that kiss fans love is to fucking jump on something and be like, Oh, absolutely. Kiss can't yeah. sell. And oh, who's, that, oh, and who's the number? And who's the number one person to spike the football with kiss ticket sale rumors. Our buddy, Eddie slash yep. Stewart yep. loves to talk about that show. Oh, geez. I'm hearing too. Oh, oh, oh. look, to me, I'm not saying they were selling it weren't. I can't see Kiss not doing well in Vegas. And I can't see Kiss canceling after just announcing it within a couple of months. And be like, oh, that's it. We're not selling already. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. And then the conspiracy grew even more because the same day that that Rolling Stone story broke about the COVID shit was around pretty much the same time that the Vegas cancellation came about. So everyone's like, so is, is Paul, are they just, because now with the Vegas residency being canceled, they got nothing to do until March when they go to Australia. They don't, they have no events. There's nothing. The cruise is over and the road tours is, is on hold because they had the, they got nothing for the next five months. 
Yeah, so, Sonny knows a lot of this shit. He's a big Vegas guy. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if the international travelers thing is a big thing. Like They'll find a time for it. They're still going to do Vegas. Me, You know, yeah. I, I think that's their long-term thing. Yep. Um, but I, I just, them not having tickets sold enough, I don't think that's really it. And you know, I don't believe that us, either. We, we, yeah. we have no problem saying if we do something about KISS, yeah. that might be negative. We have no yep. problem with that. But um, at this point, though, Tom, uh, the talisman are playing. I'm not. I'm not sure. Did you get to see them? Because I was still sick. Yep, they, they were up. On, they were up. They were up on the pool deck. Uh, they're just fun. They're just fun to see. So this time they were outside on the pool deck on the big outdoor outdoor stage. The previous time we saw them was a small little atrium stage. So they were out there for a while. We we left that early to go see his trivia with Tommy Thayer and Jamie from Black and Blue. Um, and this was this was pretty fun. This was pretty fun. What do you think of Jamie from Black and Blue? Go ahead, dude. He's like a fucking cartoon character. He's just he, he's he should, he should be in like like a Steel Panther type band. Yeah, he uh, I always consider him to be looking like a D Snyder fucking little brother. Looks like him, goofy, long, curly, blonde. Everything hair. is a everything tries to be like a joke. Yeah, yeah you know? like any rim shots. Yeah, yeah. Every time he was talking, the Kiss trivia was fun. We didn't play ourselves, but we were next to a group that played. Um, it was fun. They asked some fun questions and stuff. Yep. Yep. So that that ended. Then we took a break from that. Uh, we, we didn't stay for the entire thing. That went on for a while. We took a break from that because this is around the time when you start to have to look at the schedule and plan your meals. So it's like, OK, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. That gives us 45 minutes to eat, which means we need to be here, here and here. Yep. So at this time, we're looking at the calendar and uh, we see that. Trivia ends at 4.45, but Bruce Kulik gets on at 5.15 on the pool deck. We didn't stay for the entire time for trivia, so we broke for dinner. Um, and we go get on the pool deck, and everybody's fired up, and there's Bruce Kulik with his insane band and one of the great performances on the entire. So you want to mention yep. who's in the band? Yep. So you got playing, uh, playing rhythm guitar and singing. You got the great Todd Kearns, bass. And doing the Gene vocals is Zach Throne, and uh, Todd does the Paul vocals. And then you got on drums, you got Brent Fitz. The band is fucking insane. They are phenomenal. Tons of energy. Zach nails it with the Gene vocals. Todd is a fucking amazing frontman. Nails it with the Paul. And of course, you got Bruce. So this is just a spectacular event. Yeah, right Brent Fitz on the drums is no slouch as well. It. Absolutely. Yep. Great performance. Great performance. Oh, yeah. So what are they open with? Exciter. And right off the bat, we're like, holy fuck, this is why we're on this cruise. That riff and the hard playing sounds so heavy live. So without before the vocals come in, and don't get me wrong, Todd kills it. Yeah. You're already like, holy shit. This is about as close as you're gonna get to the Vinnie Vincent era kiss. Yep. And you're gonna hear it sounds are- perfect. They are so powerful, so thick and heavy and oh. just aggressive. Oh, amazing. And Todd's amazing. voice. Yep. You don't hear this songs and be like, oh my God, he sounds just like Paul Stanley. He sounds close enough, but he yep. fucking rocks it. Rocks yep. it. He was unbelievable. Excited, kicked it off. It was a kick in the nuts. But then, oh my God. Fucking unholy. Wow. Zach is amazing doing the Gene vocals. Yeah, it's it, not a Bruce, caricature of Gene, nope. like I do. 
He's doing he's singing with perfect. his voice, but he's doing like a gene, you know, version. And Bruce is just destroying the solos like note for note from the album, not missing a beat at all. So do you know what that like? I can't explain it to you guys. I was like, I know we saw Kiss doing this shit, but it's like the closest you'll see Kiss going in a time machine of that era and seeing like you didn't feel that wasn't Kiss up there. And you weren't thinking like, oh, I'm using my imagination. You were just like, holy fuck. And when they went into Unholy, it was about as good as a version of Unholy as you'll ever fucking hear. Yep. He is incredible. Yep. Back. Unbelievable. So we're fucking blown away with those first two songs. And by the way, somehow we were playing the game. What are they going to open with? What are they going to play with? And then our friend Sonny Pooney, go ahead. You fucking liar. The big fucking liar. We're like, oh, I think he's going to open up with Rise to It or, you know, something from Hot in the Shade. Everybody's got their picks. Like, oh, they're going to open up with Exciter. Like, what the fuck? That's a fucking random pick. So I'm over at the bar. I grab a drink and all of a sudden they hear, I'm like, that fucking pooty. There's no way he pulled this out of his ass. Oh, and then worse. guess what? Yeah, it gets worse. Ah, they're probably going to follow it up with Unholy. Like, and, th- and then he's like, who do I know? There's no way I knew what the set list was. Okay, pooty. Come to find out. It was exciter and unholy. Yeah, but he found out. He knew in advance. Of course he did. Of course yeah. he did. That, that lying poony. I know you're listening, poony. I love you, buddy, but you're you're a liar. So then they go into a couple of silent tracks. Secretly cruel. Holy shit. Oh. Uh, all night. Yes. Trial by fire. Pretty cool. Amazing. Sounded great. Sounded great. Todd does such a great. Paul and of course those Gene songs they just like Zeus said time machine time capsule we, we were never around to see these 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 songs being played and, and Bruce was part of them and Bruce just nails these 30 plus years later almost 40 years later 35 whatever whatever number you want to put on I don't know he's fucking killing the solos it's great he they're, they're all rocking it yeah. Into it, you you don't think that's not Kiss up there. You're just like, holy shit. They're making the song sound heavy. Like, they're not making yeah. it sound like Asylum-ish. Fucking rocking. Yeah. yeah. Then, they Bruce talks about that he wrote a song on Cycle Circus, the Cycle Circus, you know, yep. theme, and that was Dreamin'. So, they performed Dreamin'. They performed it well. The song just sucks. Yeah, they the song sucks, well. but they, correct. Yeah, they made, they made it tolerable. Yep. And then, a very touching part of the show. Uh, Bruce gives a little, you know, a little speech about Eric and what Eric Carr meant to him. And to honor Eric Carr, they're going to play some Eric Carr songs. So they played Eyes of Love and Can You Feel It? Yep. Eric's, you know, those albums that came out posthumously. Uh, yeah, his solo uh, material. Posthumously, I can't even say it. Um, from his solo album, Songs Rocked. Yeah, they, did a they great sound job great. On they- they're very good songs. I have the album. Um, they're very good songs. They're not very, like we like to say, very Kiss-like, uh, but they're very melodic. They're nice rock songs. So, that yeah, they did Eyes of Love, Can You Feel It? And then, of course, they did Little Caesar, which, of course, is Eric's uh, song from Hot in the Shade, a song that Zeus and I both like that a lot of people don't like. Uh, they did Little Caesar, and that was that was fantastic, too. But part of the Eric Carr uh, segment of the show, because Eric Carr wrote the next song, and this is when my mind was blown. Yep. They did all hell's breaking loose. Oh yeah, Holy fucking fantastic! Shit, fantastic! Oh. And if 
And if that wasn't enough to do an Eric Carr tribute, then Bruce starts one of the greatest runs in a concert I've seen with songs. He does a very, very touching and emotional tribute and dedication to his brother, Bob Kulik, who uh, passed away. Um, and he starts playing songs with that involved Bob. And he starts with all American man rocking in the USA, larger than life plays all those alive two tracks. Fucking yeah. phenomenal. One thing I want to add though, on that is sure. Like, have you yeah. ever heard anybody talking about rocking the USA? So it was nice to hear it. Yes. Right. Yep. Cause you always yep. hear people say, Oh, all American man, all larger than life. And everybody knows rocket rides. The other one, right. What's the right. other one that fucking everyone hates any way you want it. Any way you want it. Nobody yeah. fucking even mentions. It. Right. But right. rocking in the USA is always forgotten. I was glad to hear it. You yep. Know? Yep. And then, oh, holy fuck. Here's a song you're never going to hear anywhere. Nowhere to run from killers. My God. When that opening drum and that riff were like, holy fuck, he's playing nowhere to run right now. Yeah, That was another one of those. I'm hearing this. I know this. I like this. What is this? What is this? What is this? Yep. Holy shit. He's doing nowhere to run. Yep. Oh, my God, dude. And we're like, our that, minds are blown. Oh, and then if my mind couldn't be blown anymore, then he goes and plays my favorite song from Paul's solo album. He does Tonight You Belong to Me. Like, oh. Just fucking sensory overload right now. You know what I mean? Like yep. You can't even process it. And then um, they do Naked City as well. Oh, my God. One of my favorite Unmasked songs. They oh, do that. great. Then they go back to Paul's solo and do another fan favorite, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me? Oh, my God. Just unbelievable. Then he, then he goes back to Killer's. And pulls out another fan favorite. I'm a legend tonight. Oh. Then after that, goodbye. Back to Paul's solo. Goodbye. Unbelievable. So he's chipping away there at the Paul solo album. Just amazing. The Bob shit. songs. Yeah. All the Bob. Yeah, all the Bob stuff. Just amazing. Uh, then he closes it out. Uh, he Bruce is on record. He says he loves God gave rock and roll to you. You know, obviously he was involved in that. And then he loves Star Spangled Banner. So he closed out the show with God Gave Rock and Roll to You and Star Spangled Banner. Now, we left a little bit early at that time. Yeah, because he says, well, Rock and Roll Night is an anthem. But in my era, this was the anthem. God Gave Rock. And we heard, oh, God Gave Rock. Okay, time to get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) So we left. So we left because so this is this is like probably the first time when we kind of had to manage our time because we left the Bruce Kulik show a little bit early because at six 30 at the Spinnaker lounge, um, they were doing uh, Craig gas stand-up comedy, but the opening was Courtney Cronin Dold, who we've all become friends with. Zeus did an episode uh, with her on grown up rock with Steven and Sonny. Sonny has become friendly with her. I met her for the first time. She's awesome. Awesome uh, woman there. Hilarious. She did about a, a 15 minute bit before Craig gas took the stage. Uh, so that was a ton of fun of, of course, Craig gas doing it, you know, getting into his Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley stuff. Um, so that was a blast. Yeah. Great people. Uh, uh, Craig was funny as hell, but, um, but Courtney was a riot and she name dropped us. So she said something about her accents and making the joke about her Boston mom's accent and making fun of other people. What the fuck? Can't understand it with your boss, you know? Yep. And she was like, over there, we got, you know, she said Zeus and shouted out loud cast. Yep. So we love that as well. Obviously, Courtney's awesome. And those who don't know should go and follow her and go on her social media stuff. Courtney Cronin Dold. Find her. She's awesome. So we had to leave even um, uh, Craig's show a little early because. Because we wanted to get out onto the pool deck for 
family feud with Kiss. <laughs> yeah. So we caught some of that stuff. And then uh, Gene's team won. The Kiss team won. And then they did like uh, the final showcase showdown. Is that what it's called? Yes. No, and that's then- Price is Right. That's Price is Right. Oh, what's it? What the fuck is the family feud thing? What was it called? Fast money or daily something? double? Yeah, fast money. Yeah, fa- I don't know what the fuck it's called. Whatever. When, Somebody will correct when Rich, us. When Richard Dawson used to fucking sexually assault everybody. Fucking when he used to molest make out. people. For, yeah. yeah, right. Come here, darling. He had a big fucking flower on his jacket. Yep. Seventies. Anyways, uh, and then Paul went up first and did the money thing. He didn't even get his questions off. I think the time ran out and he was on his third question. So yeah. the guy's like, uh, let's just forget the time. Yeah, exactly. It was cool. The stage was set up just like a real uh, family feud game. The guys were having a good time. It was all four members versus uh, four people who were lucky enough to kind of win, uh, a, you know, whatever a contest or, or they were randomly picked to go on with them. So that was a lot of fun. It was, it's just fun to see Kiss out of their element and just doing something and being silly. Um, Gene had a funny one. One of the questions was, uh, name something a dog can do that humans can't. Gene goes, lick themselves. <laughs> what? I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, he, and it's just, one person had it. Yeah. How about yeah. One point for it. Gene just being himself. So that, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Paul had got enough points where Gene only needed to get like one or two answers. And so they yep. obviously did it. And, uh, yep. what they were, Gene probably was like, what is my prize? I won. Am I getting money? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so did. after this, uh, this is when, you know, the nights and the, it, everything starts getting mixed in. So that ended around eight 30. So the next thing on everybody's schedule um, was what was called the Sebastian rock super jam, which brings us to another big story on the cruise was that Sebastian Bach didn't make it onto the boat. And multiple reports are now saying that it was due to an expired passport. <laughs> yeah, there were all sorts fucking, of rumors. He had yeah. COVID. He had to fly back because of family emergency. Right. Uh, he went to the fucking wrong port. Right. We had no one knows what the fuck happened. Right. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not a fan of Skid Row. I'm not a fan of Sebastian Box. So this was a, this was a nice surprise. We didn't know what to expect. Yeah, so, I like. I mean, I like Sebastian Bach, so I was interested in hearing. Yeah, that's those fine. Folks, couple skid rows, and the other thing is, we we skipped the drum off with Eric Singer, so we didn't. Yeah, we, did, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Go, we didn't go to that. You couldn't go to everything. This is exactly. kind of like like we said. You got to squeeze in, you know, meals, and of course, with the buffet open, it's like, all right, who wants to go get ice cream? You know, like all that stupid shit. So with the Sebastian thing, what they did decided at the last fucking minute. Shows like, let's just get all are. these guys, everyone just come in, perform and just jam to different songs. Yep. So, Tom, I wrote down what songs they played. Go, go, go through it. On them. So go I don't remember it. all the players, but they were everybody from Sebastian's band to uh, most of the talisman were playing throughout. Yes. Uh, Night Ranger guys. Fucking yep. Lily. people. Yep. Uh, it was awesome. So they first played uh, Jailbreak. I did write the singers. So Liz, um, Finn Lizzie's Jailbreak and Phil sang. Phil Shouts. Killed, killed it. Then they went to Ain't Talking About Love with Tuck Smith singing. Killed it. Then they went to TNT with Zach singing. TNT oh, my God. Dude, he ACDC. nailed the fucking Bond Scott. It was awesome. Yeah, from ACDC. Then Todd came in and did a whole lot of love with wow. uh, doing a Robert Plant Zepp 
move there. And and Zeus and I are massive Zeppelin fans, and Todd Kerners did not disappoint doing nope. that. Unbelievable. Nope. Uh, and look out for the Zeppelin Chronicles coming near you. Yeah. Um, then Todd stayed on and did Surrender by Cheap Trick. Yep. Uh, then the girl, and God bless her, from Liliac came Thanks. in and did Paranoid and Holy Diver. Everything that she's saying sounded like her doing fucking Dio's fucking in a crouch with the fucking horns and uh, hard, 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 yeah. like everything. I mean, like, God, lo- God love her. She, yeah, God, God love her. She's a, she's a young kid in a band that's, you know, a family band, a bunch of young family members together. Uh, it just it just didn't land well for, for us. It didn't land yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think she she's got like that operatic voice. It just yeah, and you know this is you sing an Aussie, paranoid like yeah. Don't hold the notes. Don't over fucking accent them. That doesn't sound like Aussie. It just whatever. Uh, and then uh, the, she stayed on, and they did Crazy Train. But the one thing I will add though is Brad Gillis came on. Oh Night my Rain god, did Crazy Now, if you guys remember. Brad Gillis was in Ozzy's band for a little bit after after Randy Rhodes died, and they and then uh, he released "Speak of the Devil," which was a bunch of fucking uh, Black Sabbath uh, live tracks. And Brad Gillis was on that album, so he kind of was the first to replace Randy. So he knows all those Ozzy songs, and he fucking killed it. Dude, he fucking destroyed Randy's solo on "Crazy Train." It was insane, and he's so. Animated. Oh my, oh my god. He has never met a whammy bar that he doesn't love. He was amazing. <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, I've never seen him perform. So he was just, you know, you can't Me either. help but get into it because he looked at him fucking hard. He's working. Yep. Uh yep. he stayed on with, and then Todd comes out and they do ZZ Top's Tush, right? Yep. Todd stays out and they do live wire from uh Motley Crew. And then unfortunately, something happened in the they fucking couldn't perform any longer. It was like 1115. And they were like, you got to, we got to, we got to come off. They won't let us perform anymore. Now remind you, we're all, we're on the, we're on in the, we're in the middle of nowhere right now. Okay. The boat, this is where the boat is in the middle of the fucking ocean somewhere on the way to Belize. They came out and said there was a curfew. How the fuck do you have a curfew on a cruise ship at 11 o'clock at night in the middle of the ocean? I, I that that blew me away. I don't. They they literally came. The people came out and they like literally like started like unplugging shit. I'm like I don't understand. This is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So we always do what we do at the end of the night. Between between this some point, I think we went back. Well, at least a yeah. couple of us went back and we the dessert. By the way, the dessert at the buffet is fucking. Oh Jesus. The options oh there. So we either Insane. get an ice cream or something late night snack yep. or something there. Yep. It's fucking unreal. So we decided to do Kiss Karaoke, of course. Oh, amazing. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we end the night with this. And that ended day two of the cruise. Yep. Now we will save the rest of it because there's a lot more to get to. Yep. For part two. Yep. We're going to cover uh, our trip to Belize. 
Uh, we're going to cover Night Ranger, our Kiss shows, more Bruce Kulick, uh, some fun stuff we did in Honduras that in, did not involve us getting kidnapped or pirates taking over the cruise ship. Uh, there's just too much stuff to talk about. We want to make sure we, de- we deliver it all to you guys in the way that you know that we will. So that is going to conclude part one of our recap for now. And in addition, we have a new Hall of Fame SIOL character that will be oh, introduced. My. And not only will we talk about him, you will hear him in part two. Yes. Yes. So, you know what we do next, Tom? Hi, this is Ed Spangenberg of ClickTeeShop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeeShop.com. At Click Tea Shop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired T-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. Our question of the week comes from a big fan on Facebook, Philippe Melander. Off the top of your head, Zeus, what is your favorite solo from Ace and Bruce? He says, I don't care about Virus Vinny. What's your favorite solo from Ace and Bruce? I would probably, you know, off the top of my head right now, uh, man, uh, without thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Off the top of your head. I would say shock me, but I feel like, because I like where he says, come on, and then then, then he goes off. Uh, I like that, but I know there's something else that I can't think of. Uh, As far as Bruce is concerned, um. Probably tears are falling. Okay. Yep. All right. For me, it's for me, Ace, it's always been shocking me. Always. If I was going to throw anything in there, I might throw maybe Parasite in there. Maybe Parasite or even Colin Dr. Love. Ace has just shit tons of solos. Bruce, yes, Tears of Fallen is great. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Got to see him do it. I'm going to throw in Unholy. It's just such a aggressive, vicious solo, uh, and he delivers it perfectly. So uh, oh, Tom, so my, my, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one step further, though. Go ahead. Vinnie Vincent's all fucking um, a million to one is incredible. Oh yeah. And in addition to that, I'll even say Tommy Thayer, his outro on "Stand," your favorite track. I don't even think I've made it to the end of that song to hear that outro, so I don't even know. <laughs> it's so it's it's really cool. Uh, okay. And those are some that I have, and those stick out to me more than the fucking other ones because there's so many great ones from Ace. That yeah. you're like, it comes commonplace for you. Yeah. Well, Philippe, um, it's a great question. Philippe, thank you for asking that. I think you may have just given us an episode idea as well. Yeah. Our absolutely. favorite solos. So thank you, Philippe, for uh, being a fan of the show, listening, and for submitting your question. Tom, where can people find us? All right. Our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please write to us. Comments, feedback, questions, tell us. Uh, we try to read as many as we can uh, during the show if we have the time, but we, I can assure you we do read them all. Uh, and Zeus and I always talk about them. And then, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, comment, tag us, interact, send us direct messages. If you don't want your comments to be public out there, uh, we're always interacting very quickly based on those kinds of things. Um, and of course, our, as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family. You can check us out on the website or the app. Take a look at Patreon and uh, all of our tiers that we have there and uh, join the family. And we're also part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows there and uh, that's even continuing to grow. And uh, we're proud to be part of that family as well. 
Uh, and our buddy Ed, who uh, you just heard the question of the week. You want your shout it out loudcast t-shirts, your album review crew t-shirts, your Zeppelin Chronicle merch is coming soon. Check that out. Click T-Shop. Click with a K. Yeah. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is constantly growing. We really appreciate that. The feedback on there is also uh, plentiful. So we also ask that you would give us a kind kiss review, a five-star review, a five-star child review, that is, on iTunes or anywhere else you can leave a review. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Tom, since last time we were on the air, we did get a new review. Fantastic. Read it. Fantastic. A towel. Fantastic. A towel. All right. So we received this one uh, by Rochester Willens via Apple Podcasts. Five stars. The title is, do these guys even like Kiss? <laughs> Consistently great show from these guys. I enjoy the honest discussion about our favorite band to listen to and our favorite band to rip apart. It's all part of being a Kiss fan. One thing I can't figure out after all these episodes, do these guys even like Kiss? <laughs> now, I must have asked that question to everyone. Do you like Kiss? Oh, my God. Then eventually it got to the point, like, do you like Queens, right? <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. Everything became, do you like? But yeah. uh, thank you, Rochester Willens. And like I say, everybody that sometimes I don't recognize the name that you leave, let us know who you are. And we'll like to thank you. We appreciate it. And if you decide to leave us a five-star review, obviously we're going to read it on the air. So thank you very much for that. And we really appreciate it. The last thing I want to leave you guys with, you can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you can email us again at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. And Tom, do you have any famous last words for us? Of course. She's so easy to please. And it doesn't take money. No, no. We can have a good time when the skies aren't sunny. Poetry. Oh, it is. The plaster's getting harder. And my love is perfection. A token of my love for her collection. Her collection. That's poetry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing, too. Yep. We just that, kept, was, that was getting just thrown kept out blur- a bunch of uh, times. We just kept oh, working yeah! shit out. <laughs> People would look back like, what? People would be like, what? <laughs> They'd just be like, good morning. Yeah, I think I threw out a couple. Yeah, fake ace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, we're so excited that we this cruise happened. We were on it, um, and we just have so much to talk about. Please, if you were there, share your thoughts on uh, these first few days of the cruise with us and uh, get ready for part two. Thank you, Peace. Zeus. Peace out, Girl Scout.